Hello listeners, happy to see you or hear you. Welcome to episode four of the Author Accountability Podcast. I'm Donna and with me here is Rianne. Hello everyone. So lovely to see you Rianne and thank you again for, um... sorry let me put my phone on silent. I didn't realize <laughs> it was not on silent. <laughs> Uh, thank Probably you for- my fault to be fair because I have just posted on Instagram and tagged uh, you. <laughs> um, I was going to say thank you so much for being um, so patient with me for uh, rescheduling this episode. Um, I had, uh, for those of you listening, Rianne, you already know this, but um, I had the opportunity to go back to my hometown um, with my husband. He had some work there, um, and so I was able to go and visit my grandparents. Um, and spend the night there. Um, Ricardo stayed the night as well. Um, but yeah, it was it, it's it was really nice to see them. Of course, it's always lovely to see family, you know. But it's also now I'm getting to that age where, like, my grandparents. Every time I see them, like, you can really tell how they've aged, and it's kind of heartbreaking. So, and my grand burst into tears while we when we left, uh, and so it was very emotional. It's the first time she's seen me since I've been pregnant as well. So, it was a, it was a very emotional, emotional. couple of days. Yes. So. Yeah. But then, considering the year that we've had, everyone needs to spend as many moments with family as possible. Exactly. Exactly. So we should we just should we let's catch up first because I feel like the last time we recorded was a long time ago but I don't think it was was it <laughs> uh it was about two weeks <laughs> two weeks yeah because I, I think it's also because the last time there was only a week gap between the episodes so mm-hmm. that's how I feel like yeah. it's been such a long time but also we haven't really spoken much this week because I've been busy with nano and I haven't really been looking at my phone much so that's also mm-hmm. partly why I feel how like was I- the break from your phone was it good it was good. I must say, like, obviously I've been posting on Instagram every day, but other than that, um, I'll like, I'll post and then I'll, I'll, you know, repost to my stories and then I scroll for a couple of minutes and then like, that's that. And I don't really kind of look at it. And honestly, I've been, excuse me, I've been very careful about, you know, we both I had, did the same thing at the same time. <laughs> oh, I, I had a, I had a curry roti for, um, for lunch and like this, the spices are repeating on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just saying, oh, I've been keeping my phone on silent, which I don't normally do. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's more for my own sanity than anything else because the, what the NaNoWriMo WhatsApp group I'm, I'm part of, like, it's, it is constant, especially during November, it is constantly busy. And so like, I, I pretty much don't look at it all day. And then I go through like the 200 odd messages in the evening. And like, if anybody's mentioned me, then I'll reply. Otherwise I just kind of leave it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I'm in a, um, I'm in a critique group for writers and I have it on permanent mute because mm. I'm the only one in the UK. So they all have their conversations when I'm asleep and or like when I'm going to bed and I'm just like, I can't deal with the constant bzz, 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 oh as gosh, I'm trying to go to sleep. So I just have it on permanent mute and I just check it a couple of times a week. Yeah, no, I, I can't either. But also like, I've also got all the family groups as well. And of course I've got the group that um, is not many of us. It's just four of us on, on a group that is I'm planning my baby shower. So that one's not very active, but when, but when we do exchange on there, it's like the, the conversation is very quick. So it's not one message after the other as well. So I have to 
yeah, that I think that I need should probably put that one on mute as well, to be honest, but uh, especially if I'm busy, but yeah, it is, it is what it is, unfortunately, um, you know, with all the, the, the family groups and the, this groups and the, that groups, and it's, it's a lot, <laughs> but it's the nature of, of, you know, being a part of the technological world these days, isn't it? Yes, indeed it is. Technology seems to rule the world at the moment. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, okay. I won't, I was going to say something, but it's just going to start a complete other tangent. <laughs> so <laughs> instead, I'm going to ask you, how was your week writing-wise, this, the, all these last couple of weeks? Well, do you know what? I've actually had a fantastic time because That's so I have finished rewriting Kingdom of Lies. Yes, um, that's so just, well done. Yes, I'm in the middle, well, but I plan to finish it by the end of the year, so I've done it like six weeks earlier than I planned. That's amazing. Woo! Which is, so that's my, that's my win of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently in the middle of formatting it so that I can send you and Cam a copy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it really. Um, I've outlined the first half of the first book of my new series, Project Caridin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've worked it out that I will have five books, provided I can find enough content to fill them. Mm, I'm sure you can do it. Like, well, we were talking about this on WhatsApp yesterday. I think if anyone can do it, you can. Like, you you kind of, I've, I've noticed, and, and this is since we've been friends a couple of years, I've noticed you go through, like, these periods of, like, where you just have, like, all the ideas. And then... <laughs> And then you write them all down and, and then you like, and, and, and you kind of, you know, you kind of go between like creative beast to like planning extraordinaire, like you waver between the two. So I'm sure you'll, you'll get the ideas at some stage. Um, probably when you take some time off, to be honest, because I find, yeah, just having like a change of scenery or just a change in routine it, like it's almost like your brain works better well not you not, not okay now i'm not talking about particularly you i'm talking about the universal you yeah yeah yeah. um yeah. so i've kind of i've split the books by villains at the moment so the first one is kind of a bit awkward because it kind of sets up the other four mm-hmm. and then the second book is based on a villain which we will only ever see once which is great um mm-hmm. because he dies in the end spoiler um and then i've i've got one two three four five villains then to cover the next three books which will complete the series um but the reason i wanted to do it this way is because i've been talking to quite a few people about game of thrones and how rubbish season eight was it just ended terribly and i was like i could i could create a better ending than game of thrones did well so that's what i'm gonna do I, you know, okay, let's be honest, okay? If, if all of us writers are actually honest with ourselves and with each other, nine times out of ten, we write stories because we think we can do it better than somebody else. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But I was, I can't remember who I was listening to. I think it was Shonda Rhimes. And she was saying that when you write a TV show, you never know what the end is. You just keep going. Mm. And I was like, I like that. But I think the reason so many TV shows endings are so rubbish is because nobody knew what the end was going to be so then they have to make one up and it's like well if you figure out what the end is first you can just 
work your way to the end and then it will be good and then mm. people will be satisfied with what the ending of the story is and that's what i like about tv shows based on books yes i think for myself personally this last week has been really good besides mm-hmm. like okay and i want i want people to hear my heart with this i loved spending time with my family don't get me wrong but as we have said in the past when my routine gets thrown out i hit a little bit of a wobble sometimes mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm doing a little bit of a wobbly now although that being said because this first week of nanoramo i've been able to do just a little bit extra every day so my now that i've skipped two days my kind of daily word count goal on the nano site is only about a hundred rand, a hundred rand, a <laughs> hundred words more than it would have been. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not too bad, but I do still kind of feel a little bit of a little extra pressure. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, now I know that, um, firstly, I won't be able to get my little streak badges, which annoys me because I'm a bit of a completionist, but, um, at least, yeah I just I feel I do feel like it's something that could have been avoided but also not avoided at the same time so it's a little bit it's a little bit weird it's a little bit weird Mm. yeah yeah I I do feel good with with the kind of the progress um I've made on my manuscript this week in terms of not really in terms of word count but in terms of kind of feeling out my world and my characters you know and 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 just kind of seeing where things take me um, there was a character that was literally going to be like a passing mention who has now become quite an important character and i've already got ideas to bring her back um later on and kind of use her as a bit of like a, a foreshadowing device and and she she kind of has become um my one-man character's almost like mother figure in a way um, mm-hmm. which I did not, I did not plan to, to have it like that. Originally she was supposed to only really have that close of a relationship with, um, with her adoptive father, but it just, it makes sense that during the course of her life and, you know, after being adopted, she would have gotten close with this woman. So, uh, Una is her name, the character I'm talking about, or at least right now, her name is Una, it might, might change. <laughs> But yeah, Una's become um, a very kind of, not a big part, but like a, she's kind of become a bit of a mouthpiece in terms of kind of what the reader might be thinking, you know, like, come on, why, why are you doing that? Or, or don't do that or tell the truth or, you know, so in this beginning part, she's served the purpose of, um, in Save the Cat terms, the, not quite the B story character, but she's the, the, the character who brings up the theme stated beat mm, so, yeah it's kind of like um she's yeah. kind of like the voice of reason yeah she's she's kind of become a bit of the voice of reason whereas uh the the father figure tom he has been kind of more a little bit more in the background um it's still very clear that my main character really likes like has got a really good connection with him but um he's just kind of because he's never he's never had kids of his own i think he kind of has fumbled his way through a little bit with, with my main character. And so this Una lady has kind of become a mother figure to, to Rosaline. Sorry, my dogs are barking. I'm sorry if you can hear them. They're um, actually my... quieter than normal. Oh, okay. Well, maybe, maybe I should start recording in the bedroom more often. At least I've got the aircon. <laughs> but yeah, 
so that was that that's been my my overall kind of feel about my project um this last week mm-hmm. um yeah uh did did i complete my task i think i pretty much did what about you do you well i mean we've you, already established you what your tasks were i don't remember what i wrote down did i write something down so you wanted to put act one you wanted to finish the scene cards okay no i didn't do that but i did <laughs> Uh, but I, but I have kind of reached a point where I'm happy um, with the scenes. Like I've got the key scenes for Act One mm-hmm. actually written now. So yeah, I feel so that was the other thing you wanted to do. You wanted to yeah. write Act One and yeah. then outline Act Two. Yeah. Okay. No. So I haven't outlined Act Two, um, but I have a lot has changed, and that's what I was talking about. Kind of feeling out the world and the story because now I'm realizing that there's stuff that I've put in place that. I might actually need to tweak slightly. Uh, so that's, that's quite nice that uh, I'm, like I said before, I'm, I'm dubbing this a discovery draft. So I'm being um, generous myself in terms of how much I change um, right now. Um, so I'm not going to like hold myself like strictly, strictly to what I've written uh, down. Uh, I want to kind of feel the characters out and feel the story out and, if I'm feeling like it needs to go in a different direction or whatever the case might be. And Mm -hmm. then I'm going to do that. Um, Speaking of which actually, and um, I think you might be able to appreciate this is um, I had to write a particularly difficult scene this last week. Um, Emotionist. It wasn't a very, for me, an emotional scene, but also emotional in the way that I felt really bad for the character. It was the inciting incident. Um, and it's a very violent, very, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's something that I did not enjoy writing and something mm-hmm. that as I was writing it, like it just, it struck me about how in actual fact, so many people go through this kind of situation and I had to kind of like take a moment and gather myself. I did almost start crying. I had to take a moment and just gather myself. And yeah, it was, it, it was very emotional for me. And, and after I wrote that scene, uh, I actually had to break it up into a couple of sessions because I had to like, take a breather in between because I was just like working myself up a little bit. Pregnancy hormones don't help either. It makes me a lot more sensitive, but yeah, I had to take a, take a breath honestly i do not know what i'm going to be like when i'm pregnant because i'm sensitive now so (laughs) i'll probably just be crying at everything (laughs) trust me it does not take much it does not take much uh i mean like like i mean like i said to you before sometimes i look at my dogs and like they're just so cute i want to cry like that's (laughs) that is how sensitive i've been um through this which is you know no i So the, the, I would say, I would count that as, even though it was kind of crap, I would count that as a win um, because I did, I posted it about it on the Nano WhatsApp group um, that I mentioned just now. And um, the one lady said to me, she said, I know it sucks, but if you were that moved, your, read, your readers will be that moved too. So it's actually mm-hmm. a good thing. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, can't, I can't help but agree with her excuse me, if you are emotionally moved by your work, then it will definitely reflect um, in, in the way you write. Um, but now, um, also, now I know, I still will have to go over that scene again at some stage. 
probably multiple times and and that's what i'm not looking forward to it's kind of like doing something that you know is going to hurt but you know is for the best you know mm-hmm. kind of like going to the chiropractor <laughs> or or like ripping off a band-aid or something it's it's you know it's not going to be pleasant but you need to do it yes so that's kind of i'll count that as my win my win for the week um have you decided what your uh, topics are going to be um, moving forward the next couple of weeks or what my or what i'm going to do mm. yes yeah, so i've got quite a bit to do in the next two weeks um so i want to f- finish the outline for book one of project Caridin. so i want to do act two and three that's what i want to do um then i need to send out my writer's newsletter i want to continue with the nano or not challenge um mm-hmm. so obviously we've pre-recorded this so anyone who wants to check mine out it's currently saved as a highlight on my instagram um i also want to do a another chapter for my author basics book which is for um any writer who signs up to my newsletter gets that for free i need to write up a couple of scripts for my novice to novel podcast which will be coming back next month so it comes out on december i haven't actually got a date for it yet but it'll be sometime in december Mm -hmm. um and then i need to make a decision because i've had feedback from an editor on my um novella my freebie novella Hmm. um and she says that the story kind of ends abruptly Mm. and she wanted more which is good obviously Mm -hmm. so i'm thinking that maybe the prologue that I've deleted from Kingdom of Lies, I could use as an epilogue for the novella. Ah, and that would kind of bridge the gap between the stories. That but I don't know about work. that yet. No, having read this prologue, listeners, having, I've read the, I haven't read the novella, or have I? No, I don't think I have. Uh, I think you have. Okay. Wait, which one are we talking about now? <laughs> I know I've read that. I know I talked about a lot. Um, it's it's so the the novella with Hector. Oh yes, okay, yes, I got you, I got you, I got you. And then it's the it's the epilogue where um he's in the tent with the yes, okay, lady. okay, I'm with you now. Yes, I like that idea. I think that would be good, definitely. Yeah, I think it goes because that scene kind of links the two, definitely. Uh, yeah. In which case, I have to find something else for my patrons in December. Oh, I'm sure you'll be all right, though. I mean, that, I mean, descent, that's next month still. I think you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I've just scheduled all of the um, all of the goodies for November. So, oh well, for myself, for my tasks, uh, I honestly, like I said before, I'm I'm going to aim low and avoid disappointment. <laughs> I'm just wanting to make my minimum word counts every day um, for NaNoWriMo and um, I also I just want to kind of just flow with it you know um, I've been using Pinterest a lot lately to gain inspiration and that kind of thing so um, I'm doing my best to kind of stick to that I'm sorry my husband's just gotten back from spearfishing with his buddy and they are talking and laughing outside and I can't even see them. So I can't wave my arms at them to tell them to keep quiet. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I just, I just want to make my, my minimum word counts um, and I want to just keep going 
with with my um with my project and because honestly the last time i did nano i i had realized i was an underwriter and the problem with being an underwriter is that sometimes you feel like you've run out of story, which is a huge issue if you're doing something like NaNoWriMo because it's time sensitive. Um, but yeah, like I said, this year I'm going to do my best. I don't feel, I don't think I will run out of story with this one because I feel like I've thought it out quite a lot, a lot more even than I would say even NTN, which has a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of background information but not a lot of kind of character development stuff. Whereas yeah. the story is literally the crux of it is ca character development. So I feel like I've got a lot more material to work with. So you though, is it, what are your, cause you've got quite a few different tasks here, but what is your main focus? What do you feel like is going to be your main focus? Uh, my main focus will be outlining. Outlining. Yeah. Oh, well, it makes sense. You put it at the top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I think it, for me it's just kind of just making making the minimum word counts and and just exploring my story more, you know, exploring my world, um, and getting getting my my brain into that space, which I, I kind of feel like I have to kickstart either today or tomorrow again because I took the little two day break. But I think oh, I think I'll be all right. I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, we've got a virtual. <laughs> Is that Frankie? <laughs> yeah. So, no, she is, she's running all over Rianne's desk and putting her tail all up in, up in her face. That's hilarious. She'll settle down in a minute. Oh, shame. Down. Yeah, I think my focus is just going to be like that. Um, do you have anything um, like planned for the next couple of weeks? Like any no. big, big plans? No, England's in lockdown again, so there's uh, nothing for me to do. Let me see what I think I actually do have something planned. Let me hang on a second. Um, I do actually on the twenty first, which is the next time that we are recording. After that is our baby shower. Oh. Mhm. Mm so, I'll have to tell everyone how that goes. Uh next next time that we record because i'm not sure how it's going to go <laughs> it's it's the first um baby shower i would have attended that includes men and women and not just women <laughs> so that's going to be interesting and also i mean there's a few people that can't make it but that being said i think a lot of our friends will be able to make it at least at least the friends that are that are in town um we are going to be safely social distancing uh, we actually hired a venue for that express purpose because doing it at home we still have a limit of 10 people for visits um, in a residential home whereas if you hire an event space I think they allow you 50% capacity so I actually have been responsible and made sure that we hire a space that can be properly cleaned afterwards and everything yeah. Um, and especially for me as well, being pregnant, I've, I've got to be careful about, you know, who I come in contact with and everything. So that is the situation with that. I don't think I really have anything else planned except for just to put my head down and write, mm. which I suppose is, is enough at the moment. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I just want to outline book one because I think once I've outlined book one, 
all the other books will be easier. Mm. Yeah, I think um, sometimes I wonder whether doing something like writing or, or outlining chronologically is the best way to go. And because like sometimes I feel stuck with a story, but then I think, but to me, to my brain, it just makes the most sense to do it chronologically. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm very much a linear writer. So when I'm mm. writing the novel, I have to go from beginning to end. But when mm. I outline, I jump all over the place. Yeah, uh, what I normally do is like, I will plug in kind of the main scene ideas and that that I have. And then um, I'll work chronologically to fill in the gaps. Yeah, well, I can't do that because if I, I find it really difficult to say write the beginning scene and then write a scene that's like five chapters ahead and then try and fill something in but I'm just like that doesn't, oh, sorry, doesn't work I'm talking about outlining that's the way I outline I, I write oh. linen, I, I write chronologically as well unless I feel particularly inspired or like I've got a, a very pressing like idea that kind of just you know lights the the figurative light bulb above my head <laughs> unless I have like a bolt of inspiration to write something else later on in the story. Yeah, so if I, then, if I just yeah. look at my, I'm doing it. I've, um, I've started in Trello, but I've ended up actually outlining in Google docs. Not quite sure why. Um, <laughs> so I currently have scenes for the ending of book, which I think will be book five, the beginning of book two, the midpoint of book three <laughs> and then the ending of book four. But other than that, I don't have a bloody clue what's going on. <laughs> I mean, you've got, you've, at least you've got something for pretty much every book. So that works. That, that, that's something. Yeah. But I still have to find like a bajillion scenes to fit in between there. <laughs> well, you know, I'm always willing to help. I mean, we've, we've been back and forth on our outlines and that kind of thing many, many times. And I'm always happy to help out, definitely. Thank you. Oh, oh something that I want to um, mention before we go into the fun stuff is I actually have download, downloaded the beta for Scrivener 3 for Windows. So I'm okay. excited to try that. I don't know if I'll dive into it right the second because um, I don't want to get carried away <laughs> to like fiddling with all the new stuff. Um, but I'm really excited about it because it's, it brings the Windows, uh, Windows version of Scrivener pretty much on par now with the Mac version of, of Scrivener. Um, so um, I'm really, really hoping that I can get some time, hopefully this month, to fiddle with it. If not, I'll, I'll start using it next month. Yeah, um, I'm thinking about maybe trying um, a program called Plotter. That's, I think I've heard of Yeah, that. it's P-L-O-T-T-R. Mm. And it looks really good. So I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the, the free trial and just see how I get on with it and see if it helps mm. with my outlining because I, I, th mm. I think I just need something where I can write a scene and then mm. I can move the scene around if I need to, which is why I was doing it in Trello. The um, cork that's board, really easy to do. The corkboard on Scrivener, you can do that. Yes, but I don't want Scrivener. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we should do a whole episode on writing software okay i think i think that'd be really good because um there's a lot of things that like i want to try but like i actually have no reason to really try them myself because i do things a certain way anyway 
yeah i think i think an episode on writing software um would be quite interesting no problem we can do yeah. that um, like that. but yeah so i've been that's yeah that's what i've got at the moment i've got random scene ideas that have come to me that i've just kind of slotted in mm. um but they don't actually have any like definitive things so i've just got like um speaks to fire profit they see future in the fires once a special powder is added to them <laughs> that's the like, way not- I, that's the way i outline as well i mean you just saw my recent outlines and you, you were like what's this i don't understand what's going on and i'm like well, oh, yeah sorry, i forgot to include that this person is actually this is what's happening with this oh by the way yes they did actually get married <laughs> and like <laughs> and all the stuff yeah. that i've been taking for granted that i just know inside my head that's that's the yeah, problem so, with my outlining methods is that a lot of the time I write stuff down, but I don't write everything down um, because I just kind of it's just in my head, so I just know it. <laughs> yeah. So my my outline in Google Docs is kind of a mess at the moment because I've obviously before I started rewriting Kingdom of Lies, I outlined books one, two, and three of Project Keridin, and now I've just kind of completely thrown them out the window. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's it's a bit of a mess, but at least my novellas are, are sitting there pretty. No, that's good. That's good. Do you know what? It's sometimes, and and I mean, we I think we will probably at some stage talk about this in depth about you know editing and revising and that. But I I find it incredibly difficult to feel like I'm throwing away like hard work that I've done when when i'm editing and revising and even when i'm like tweaking outlines i feel like but i've put so much time and effort and thought into this and now i'm changing it and it just it makes me feel like i'm putting myself at a disadvantage but actually i'm not <laughs> and every time i have to remind myself you know i wouldn't have gotten to this point if i hadn't done all that previous work and therefore it's not a waste of time yeah i know what you mean oh dear okay should we talk about the fun stuff, because as I've, I've said before, this is most, most of the time is my favorite part of recording. So what are you reading? Are you enjoying it? What TVs, what TVs and movies, what, what TV shows or movies have you been watching recently? Okay, so I am currently reading, I'm going to look it up on my phone because I never remember the bloody name of it. Da, 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 da. I am reading... The Queen of Cursed Things by S.M. Gaither, I think is how you pronounce the surname. Mm, that's interesting. Hmm. I'm only about 10% into the, the story, but it's it started off very gripping. So, Ooh. yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into that and figuring out what the story's about. Oh, that does sound... I like the title, um, though. That's a very cool title. Yeah, and then I've just... I've just been naughty because everyone's been having sales on Kindle. Um, So I've just bought a trilogy by Stephanie Miro. Um, Book one is Curse of the Vampire. Book two is Fury of the Gods. And book three is Revenge of the Witch. So that sounds quite good. And then I've also bought um, Crown of Conspiracy by Cara S. Weaver. Oh, that also sounds very interesting. I actually, um, well, while I was with my grandparents, um, my granddad, bless him, I love him, I love him so much, but he's, he's so funny. <laughs> he comes through to the kitchen with this like random book 
like completely random and like this is like the last time i was in the house was probably i don't know eight months ago nine months ago probably even a year ago okay <laughs> and he comes through he goes is this your book <laughs> i'm like no granddad that's not my book <laughs> but i did have a look at the book that he was asking you he, he had bought with him and it was a jeffrey archer book and I remember that there was a time where I read a lot of Jeffrey Archer and I really, really enjoyed it. And I thought, oh, maybe I'm going to start reading those kind of books again because I've been on a bit of a fantasy sci-fi kick for the last few years. Whereas I used to read a lot of like murder mystery and like those kind of things as well. And I was like, you know what? I should change it up. I should change it up sometime. <laughs> yeah. So my pre-order for um, Elise Cova's new standalone, which is it's still fantasy, but it's a fantasy romance. So I'm very excited to get into Ooh. that. Um, and it's called A Deal with the Elf King. Oh, that and sounds, it sounds fantastic. Yes. So I think that will probably be my next read. So I'll finish the one that I read in now, the, the Queen of Cursed Things. And then I'll have to read um, The Mirror Souls by Julia Scott. And then I will get into A Deal with the Elf King. Mm. You've got a plan and I like it. <laughs> Whether I stick to that plan or not is another story because I've been reading, I've been trying to read for about three, three, four weeks now and I just haven't been able to pick up my Kindle. So I've been carrying my Kindle from the house into the office and, and back again every day for the last two weeks and I've barely done anything. To be fair though, I said I was going to start reading The Last Wish again and I have read the first two pages <laughs> so it's something yes it's, it's definitely something, something. <laughs> yes in actual fact i considered picking up my kindle earlier as well to start reading the horse and his boy again because it is that's that's a nice easy read are, yeah it's an easy read it's an and they're nice to to read on a sunday afternoon such as this one because you know it's not too much brain power you know involved yeah yeah, I think I need to, um, I think I need to actually read. Right. So at the moment, I'm kind of in a bit of a funk and all I want to mm. do is watch telly. Mm. Um, so I've been watching a lot of repeats. So um, I've been watching Once Upon a Time when I'm in the office. I've been watching NCIS when I went from home. I've been re-watching Game of Thrones for, I'm dubbing it as research. <laughs> of course everything uh, as a writer anything can be research yes um so i'm now up to season four actually i'm just about to finish season four but i'm about to start season five um mm. what else have i been watching mm. i watched a really rubbish film last week oh, i say rubbish <laughs> it, it wasn't that rubbish like it was a good film but it was just there were so many things wrong with it and I'm kind of embarrassed to say that I really enjoyed it. <laughs> but sometimes those it was, are the best. Sometimes it was, it's um, just, oh, you need to just re watch them just purely for entertainment. Yeah. Um, it was the new, um, like, Christmassy. You're talking about holidays, aren't yes. you? Yes, I watched yes. it as well. <laughs> it's like, it's like a Friends with Benefits movie disguised as a holiday movie. <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean i love emma roberts i mean don't get me wrong she's lovely she's hilarious um 
and um, in a, in a couple of um, moments in in the movie, like it it kind of treaded the line between being a little bit meta, whereas she's like, oh, I don't like it in movies when they do this and this and this, and then like it goes ahead and happens anyway, and I'm like, yes, mm, I didn't know how I felt about that. Very heartwarming, very sweet, but completely and utterly predictable. Yeah, and there's another one that's just come out, which is just flashed up because I've looked at Netflix to find out what the, the name of that was, called Operation Christmas Drop. So guess what I'm going to be doing this Sunday afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> well, I might, just, um, I might just watch that as well. Although, to be fair, Ricky and I um, are still watching Suits, and we finished, we actually stayed up late. I feel like such a rebel. We, Ricky and I stayed up after midnight last night watching Suits because it was the end of season five which for those of the people who have watched it know what I'm talking about. Um, for those of you who have not watched it, um, a spoiler alert or spoiler warning, it should maybe skip a f- ahead a few seconds, but uh, the beginning of season six starts with, um, with Mark in prison. And like, it, so we kind of like into this now because it's, it's something that's that's different to the rest of what's happened so far, you know, like there's so many like of these close calls and like almost this and almost that. And like now finally he actually is just flipping while being put in prison. <laughs> and so it's very interesting for us because it's something that different that's happening. Yeah. I would just like to let you know, I've not watched the end of season five. <gasps> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you should have already knew. Arms at I already knew. I already knew it's fine. <laughs> Oh, you should have just, like, made faces at me or something. <laughs> I did say spoiler alert. You couldn't. You had, you had a chance. You had a chance to say something. I did something. have a chance, yes. But also, I knew where you were going because I'd already, like, heard about it on the internet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I know. But I, like, and, and I kind of, uh, I have an inkling of a something that's going to happen um, between two characters. And I'm not talking about Don and Harvey, although I'm, like, 100% Don and Harvey all the way. But I yeah, have a feeling... Wants that to happen. Yeah, I have a feeling of something that's going to happen between two characters. And um, I keep saying it, like, every time they're in a scene together, and Ricardo's like, really? Do you think? Really? And I'm like, I promise you, mark my words, they are setting it up so hard. They are really setting it up hard. And I'm like, it's, it's happening. It's, it's going to happen. Mm. I know that was the most incredibly vague... <laughs> vague last few seconds of anybody's life but um if it happens i will mention it later on down the line yes definitely Mm. oh and now i'm going to change gears to the topic or the question of the week which i'm so excited about as well but you go first what book would you consider the love of your life see this is hard because i think there's a few. Mm-hmm. Like there's a few books that I can pull out and reread. One of them is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Mm. I can reread that book every day for the rest of my life. It's just amazing. Um, Throne of Glass by Sarah J Maas. You see, I haven't read any of her stuff, so I can't comment. Well, I've got them on my shelf just down there. Not that mm-hmm. anyone can see who's listening, but you can. Um, <laughs> I've read the first four. Um, mm-hmm. And because of all the things that I've heard about people reading the last ones, I kind of don't want to read them. 
because I don't want it to end. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I know that people have like cried and I'm like, I'm just not emotionally ready for this. <laughs> um, so I haven't finished that season, series. But also there was a series which Rochelle Mead did mm-hmm. and she never finished. And I'm quite disappointed because the first two books or the only two books, I should say, are incredible I really enjoyed them and I've reread them a couple of times because they're like that good Mm. um I think it's kind of I think it's classed as sci-fi let me go on Amazon and find out for you Mm. well while you do that um I think you could probably reword this question to say um if you could only recommend one book to anyone what would it be I think that's kind of a different way of thinking about it as well because, I mean, I love series, don't get me wrong. And I feel like you can't really compare standalones to series because it's, they're just two completely different beasts. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I know I have, a very, I have an answer and it's the book that I mentioned at the end of the last episode, which once you find your, your thing, I'll talk about mine just now. So it's called Game Board of the Gods. Mm-hmm. Like even that title just sounds awesome. I know it does. Um, and it is, I think it's like fantasy slash science fiction. Oh, so it's it's categorised under temporary fantasy fiction. Oh, I've never heard of temporary fantasy fiction. Contemporary. Oh, contemporary. Sorry, you, you must have cut <laughs> out for a second. I'm like, temporary fantasy? Like, I'm so confused. Do the theories disappear? I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh but if if you're changing the question to if i could only recommend one book it would be graceling by um kristin kishore see i haven't read i haven't read that either I'm, oh I'm actually God, bad i'm behind like all these kind of like all these books that are like really popular at the moment i honestly i haven't read any of them like also like six of crows i haven't read um, pretty no, much I've not read Six of Crows yeah. either. Anything by Sarah J. Mass, I haven't read. Um, oh, yeah. I, it's also like Cinder and all of its accompanying books. I haven't read, read any of those either. Um, all the ones that I keep seeing pop up on Instagram and TikTok and, and everything. I've never read any of them. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, um, I would like to read Six of Crows and Cricket Kingdom, but... Um, it's just it's hard to thing is there are too many books in the world for everyone to read all of them yeah so i just think i'm gonna be one of those people who don't read six of crows ah well for me this uh it doesn't matter which way we look at this question it would i would have the same answer um and it's a book that I've got to just give a little bit of history. It's a book that my mom read. She said she read it three times. Two of those times were, were when she was pregnant with other me, with me and with my sister. And she said that she read it and then she didn't have a copy and she found a copy and then she lost a copy and she's been looking for it for years and years and years. And then she found a copy in like a box of like secondhand books, like at a market somewhere. And so she bought it and she let me read it. So the first time I read it was when I was like 14 or 15. 
no, probably a little bit older, probably about 16. And that was, and that included the incident where I said last week about the teacher catching me reading this book. Um, and she ended up borrowing it from me. But I have read it twice, I think, maybe three times. And I actually went looking for it in her bookshelf the other day, and it's gone. It's like the magical fantasy book that like pops in and out of our lives. <laughs> but okay, it's called Playing the Jack by Mary Brown. It is a standalone book, and it is such a such a stunning book that is just is riddled with amazing foreshadowing and just things that like on honestly it's a it's the kind of book like you really want to read a second time because there's this huge revelation that happens i won't spoil it but there's this huge revelation that happens um part way through the book and like all of a sudden you're like wait what hang on and like you actually almost want to stop right then and there and go back through the first half of the book to try and see like what you missed or where you missed. So when you read it the second time, it actually, it gets better with the second reading because now you're in on this, you're in on the secrets. And, mm. and yeah, anyway, it's, it's, it's about a young um, kid. Yes. That's the one. Yes. See that cover, that cover is terrible. I hate that cover <laughs> because it ruins the whole thing. The, the cover that I'm, the cover that, of the soft it cover. It does sound quite interesting though. Yeah, the soft cover one that I read was just like a little picture of like just a little like a caravan um, drawn by a donkey and it was a kind of quite obscure, you know, with like a countryside scene. It was, yeah, so I didn't read the, uh, read the one with that cover and so the whole revelation was really interesting. But yeah, it, it was, it's one of the best books I've ever read and even now, I would pay good money to get my hands on a copy of that book. Like, Ooh. yeah, it's it's one of the one of the things that have been on my list that I really want to buy for like the longest time. So yeah, Playing a Jack by Mary Brown, and it is the book is split into I think two, uh, two three or four parts, and yeah, it's it's about a young person who young sprat who uh kind of gets adopted into this traveling troop of like circus people and um the the ringleader jack his name is jack um is kind of a big part of this and jack has his own secrets and it's like there's like espionage and stuff involved and it's very very interesting i i, I loved it and uh I loved it every time that after the first time I read it as well. And even now I would read it again in a heartbeat. That's good. So I'm just reading the um, description of it. It sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's, I would consider that book the love of my life. And it's also, if I was only allowed to recommend one book, it would be that one. Well, our listeners have some exciting books to check out then. Yes. <laughs> Should we move on to the journal prompt? which yes. uh, will be in the show notes for those who want it. Um, so the show note, uh, the, the show notes, huh? the prompt of the week this week is what are your favorite kind of relationships in books and how will you write your next one? 
So I think I think we could answer this quick. I think we've got some time. Yeah. I think my favorite kind of relationships, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna poop on the spirit of this question. I'm sorry, Rianne. <laughs> I'm gonna really, really just go with um I like relationships that are mutually respectful. Um because I just feel like you shouldn't be with someone who just doesn't value you as a person. And I don't feel like it's a, it's good to perpetuate that kind of thinking in, in media and, and books anyway. But in so far as storytelling goes, which I will now answer the spirit of the question. Um, I like the, I like the ones that are, kind of friendship to, to lovers, but in a way that they still have chemistry right in the big, like near the beginning. Um, and I, I really do love those kind of relationships where there's a clear give and take with both. So, you know, I, I don't like unbalanced relationships where like, oh, the one is always saving the other one, or the, this one is like really intelligent and this one always has to rely on that one. And so I like really well-balanced relationships because I feel like those are the best example, but also they're the most enjoyable to read because they're easy to get behind. Yeah. So for, I get what you mean. Cause I'm kind of the same. So obviously relationships between any form of lover should be mutually respectable and yada, yada, yada. But in books, I kind of think people, are able to play with things a little bit more Mm. and one of my favorite tropes is enemies to lovers Mm. i do like it when it goes from enemies to friends to lovers that that is one of the things that that i love the most but the other thing that i like to see is characters who would do anything for somebody that they love Mm, those because i think they bring with them so many like emotions Mm. And one of my favourite kind of characters is an anti-hero because anybody would do a bad thing to save the life of somebody that they love. Mm. And I feel like anti-heroes are more human. Mm, me too. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I 100%, in actual fact, coming to that, and it's, it's funny that this, this particular relationship would pop up in my mind because I've only seen the movie once. But the... The Deadpool, first Deadpool movie, I really loved that that relationship but between Deadpool and his, and, his, and his lady. I can't even remember her name. Like I said, I've only seen it once. But that kind of relationship, it's like they're equals, you know, and, they, and she gives it just as much as she takes it and vice versa. And they're both strong personalities and they just fit together so well. Um, I, really, I really liked like that relationship just kind of popped into my mind as you were talking. Yeah, no, but that is, that relationship does embody what we were both saying. So mm. it's, it's, it's a perfect example. Yeah. I also um, quite enjoy um, the kind of relationships where two people have like known each other for a long time and then kind of they start, they start seeing that through the course of the story and the circumstances that they put in, um, they start seeing each other differently. I quite like those ones as well. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that so doesn't have to, to be, yeah, that doesn't have to be like a romantic relationship. I feel like that could, that could be any kind of relationships, just kind of those, those relationships that uh, deepen um, through, throughout the course of a story. Yeah. I know what you mean. Mm. I'm with you. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to bring up this week? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think there's anything I want to bring up either, except for just that all our links will be in the show notes. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think that, I think we've covered everything. Have we covered everything? I think we've covered everything. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to, I think after this, I'm probably going to, have myself a snack and uh, maybe do some writing. <laughs> I'm going to wash my hair and probably play The Sims. Oh, uh, you know what? I actually started it up the other day, the other afternoon, and I, I started playing and I was like, this is so boring. <laughs> this, I know that sounds awful because, I mean, as you know, I love The Sims. I love playing The Sims. It's one of my favorite, my favorite pastimes. Um, but I think recently I've been thinking a lot about like, uh, building things in the Sims. And so I think when I opened the Sims, like my subconscious desire was to actually build a house. And then I instead decided to just do normal gameplay. And then I let myself down by doing normal gameplay instead of just building a little house like I wanted to. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm trying to do in The Sims. I think it's just a way for me to waste time. I mean, sometimes you just need to do that, though, just to give your mind a break. Yeah. Mm. Although I might see if I can convince my husband to let me play on the Xbox instead. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, yeah, I might, I might even play some Sims now that you mentioned it this afternoon. Mm. But yeah, I've got a writing, a virtual writing to attend this evening. So maybe this afternoon I'll play some Sims and then just get my words in this evening. I'll see how I feel. But yeah, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And um, if like once again, all of our links will be in in the show notes. The um, journal prompt for the week will be in the show notes as well. Uh, Thank you so much for spending this time with us and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.